Well, hi there. It's that time for more OK Stupid. Welcome to OK Stupid, a guide to self-sabotage in the world of online dating. The names have been changed throughout this story. I should have changed my own. We're getting down to the wire, folks. This is, uh, this is the, I think, gonna be the penultimate episode. Yeah. Yeah. You can go back and, and catch up what you've missed if you're joining late and go back and listen to the episodes, except for the first four or so, because my podcast hosting company wants more money from me to make those available to you, and... I don't want to give them more money. And there's already, there'll be 20 plus episodes, more than enough. You get the idea. Lonely guy sends crazy messages on a dating site. Hilarity ensues, mixed with sadness. But anyway, thanks for joining again. I'll do a little recap of last week. We're at the point in my online dating journey where I've given up. I don't give a shit anymore. It's painful. I send these messages, you don't get responses, it's, or you get nothing. It's, so now I just realized I'm, I'm just going to send whatever I want and do that. And that's where we're going to uh, kick off this week. Screen name 6214fun doesn't like soft jazz. Hi. Soft jazz is not music. It's more of a bland custard filler that was originally created because morphine was in short supply. There was a war on. Isn't there always? Withdrawal from soft jazz is less violent than from opiates, but the victim tends to have a glossy-eyed look about them. As of the current date, there is no known case of anyone seeking a Kenny G fix. Then again, I would never associate with one of those degenerates. They're really a drag on the economy. In conclusion... Oingo Boingo was great in that movie Back to School. Cheers, Anthony. What is that Oingo Boingo song? Like, leader in the back room? It's, it's stuck in my head now. Mirror in the back room? There's a back room involved. It's, is it even Oingo Boingo? Miss Fab NYC ended her profile with the plot of an indie film. Ooh, here's what I sent her. Hi. I never understood why they needed weapons to go back in time. They were only going back a decade. Were they traveling on an alternative timeline where weapons were needed? Sure, I'll travel back in time with you. I've got a few days to spare. Cheers, Anthony. Our relationship would not have ended with me holding a boombox over my head. But... We could have traveled back in time. I mean, that approach worked for me once before when I invited a woman to, to Ghana. I don't know. Look, my mental break was not going well. The attempt to distance myself from online dating while being an active participant was a fool's errand. I tried sending more normal messages.
at model looks, regrets knowing what GTL is, and wants to see the world through the eyes of a child. <laughs> All right, then. Hi. Someone, someone once told me that I maintain a childlike wonder. I was impressed by this phrase and shocked by the next thing they said, which was, you're too big to be in my blanket fort. Four-year-olds can be very picky. I decided to not try and make sense of any of it. Now the struggle is to not cling to the rivers and the rocks of life. A white guy with dreadlocks told me that. He felt really mystical. I don't know what GTL is, nor will I search for it. Bad things happen when you search for unknown terms. I search for it, and the next thing I know, the FBI is at my door. In conclusion, I enjoyed your profile and think we'd get along. Cheers. Anthony. My message to this lady of the net was over 100 words. Here is her reply. Hi, Anthony. You have a four-year-old friend have read Jitterbug Perfume and quote living color in your profile? I think we'd definitely get along. I wrote back because she noticed my living color quote. Who doesn't love living color? No future internet love of mine, that's who. She mentioned in her profile that she's waiting to be perfect before she writes her novel and that she wants it to make children better. Aww. No need to wait for perfection to start your writing ambitions. You can hire the guy that edited Jitterbug Perfume to work with you. I did. He called me at some ungodly hour and gave me some profanity-laden advice. I think he was right, but I have no idea how to sell a book. Maybe I should have thrown in some vampires? Does your writing have vampires? That's what the kids are into. Morons. The fact that you got the living color quote and think that that is a good thing means that we'd absolutely get along. I think this is going well. And I did once hire Alan Rinsler, the editor of Jitterbug Perfume. It's amazing what you can buy on the internet. Music, sex, and famous editors. It made the book better, but I still have no idea how to sell it, so it lays dormant. <laughs> Write me if you want it. I'll just send you a copy. It's not like this at all. It's more fiction than... Not whatever. Maybe and and if you want it, I'll add in vampires and hot teen action. So this was going well. She replied. <laughs> That's wild. You know the jitterbug perfume guy. I want to know what he said. What? Come on. A sixteen-word reply, and one of those isn't even a word. It's more of a sound. A quick burst of escaping air. Ah. <sighs> I had it right back. If your writing is the cure-all for the declining mental health of the youth of the world, then you've got to write. You owe it to the children. Whitney Houston said they were the future. She also said crack is whack. I trust her. We'll have to meet up and I'll tell you what the editor told me. You know how this went, don't you? Final score, Anthony close to 300 words. Internet girl, account deleted. Pro
Vida415 likes to surf on the subway. Hi. Have you tried balancing on the L train when it leaves Manhattan and heads towards the world of the waxed mustaches? It's a challenge. You own kitty cat socks? Must have really small feet. That was a dumb joke. Cheers, Anthony. I once dated a woman with uh, large feet. They were size nine and a half men's. I like to put them up to the side of my head and pretend they were a cell phone from the 1980s. <sighs> I tried normalcy. It was not an option. So at 3 a.m. on a Tuesday, I was scrolling through profile after profile. Nope. Nope. Boring. I was ready to torch my computer while singing Purple Haze when it came across screen name Not Your Anemone. The mystery math said we were a 0% match, 0% friend, and 0% enemy. She didn't waste her time with the question and answer section of her profile, probably because she was spending her time writing a treaties-length profile. I should have followed my gut and clicked away. She looked cute in her photos, so I stayed and read all 2,400 words. This line jumped out at me. If you have no idea what NPR is, just stop right there and move along. All right. Everyone has standards, but this was uh, too much. Relax. It's the internet. Under the heading, the first things people usually notice about me, she wrote, You're so cute. Duh. Inspired, I cracked my fingers and fired off this message. Hi. NPR, as everyone knows, except for the brainless douchebags whose wardrobe consists of nothing more than boxer shorts, poor things, is the Nordic People's Republic. The NPR was known for its advanced training of athletes in the biathlon. For eight consecutive Olympics, the NPR consistently produced the bronze medalist in the Winter Olympic Games. In 1976, tragedy struck and the NPR disbanded. As I'm sure you'll recall from the famous children's song, Putting on the Ritz, an unidentified prankster destroyed not only the NPR, but any future endorsement deals for famed athlete Sean Smitherson. Said prankster sabotaged Sean's equipment by loading his rifle with cupcake batter and replacing his wooden skis with water-soluble ones. In summation, so. Cheers. Anthony. I sent this message, like the hundreds before it, with little expectations. When I got her reply a few days later, I had to check her profile to remind myself who the hell she was. Hilarious. Finally, someone knows what I'm talking about. Everyone else thinks it's national public radio. Ha! Huh, what fools. But seriously, I enjoyed musing over your profile. Quite a few statements made me laugh out loud. I'm a good listener. What? Anywho, my name is Tessa in real life. Are you doing stand-up comedy in that one picture of you kissing your imaginary unjealous girlfriend? I like to reply. It, uh, it had a sense of style and rhythm that I liked, but so what? I'd done this long enough to become jaded. I bet I could get her to quit with my next message. Hi, Tessa. National Public Radio? Wait, wait, don't tell me. That's a Floridation plot, right? I wasn't doing stand-up in that photo. Instead, I was doing a storytelling event. Why my body was contorted in that way in that moment, I have no idea. 
Besides filtering out bags of douche, what else are you up to? Anthony. She didn't quit. But you know what? I'm going to right now. That's going to be the end of this episode. You want to find out what happens between me and not your anemone? Tune in next week. Also, if you're on the internet, <laughs> which you are, you can go to Amazon right now, search for OK Stupid, get it free on this Wednesday. Today, this comes out on Wednesday. It's free today. On Wednesdays, it's free until Amazon says it can't be free anymore. Are you ready to throw any healthy habits out the window because of holiday season? Join Coach Marcy Rader for the 25 and 25 Holiday Exercise Challenge with www.lift.do. That's L-I-F-T dot D-O. I had no idea that was even an option in internet addresses. That's lift.do. 25 minutes of exercise every day from December 1st to the 25th. Your health doesn't have to take a vacation, and it certainly doesn't start in January. <laughs> Whatever. We're all going to die. Why not die with a good body? Go to lift.do and do the do. <laughs> Doo-doo. I'm a child. Thanks for listening. Goodbye. <laughs> <laughs>